Crawlers. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where things might be a little shaky this evening as we talk about the end of the world. Dun, dun, dun! Just saying, things might, well, we might have earthquakes, meteorites falling out of the sky, which actually happened today, and other crazy, amazing world-ending stuff. Uh, So, with that said, I mean, we have our, our, our panelists of hosts. There's myself, Daniel. We've got... Krebs. Uh, I have been here for Krebs. quite a while. And my brother, <laughs> Matai, the other Krebs. And our favorite, and Nada Heather. Me. Yes. The girl. Yeah. Just me, the girl. <laughs> the girl no. one. Willow. Girl. Willow be with now, so because Willow loves the end of the world. I do. We have handed this off. She is going to be running the show. She's going to be guiding, directing us through this, you know, this maze of mayhem and destruction. And uh, I'll just turn it over to her now. Woo! The end of the world! Can I give it up for the end of the world? Hey, Willow, what's your favorite REM song? Uh, (laughs) It's, you know what? A shiny, happy end of the world. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so the end of the world. I am so excited to chat with you about this. So what I, I spent a bunch of time this week thinking about the end of the world. I think about the end of the world all the time, actually. I started thinking about the end of the world when I was like four, and I would have like nightmares about it. Uh, it was terrifying. I was I always thinking about the end of the world. Um, but I thought about it extra, especially this week, and, and I didn't wet my bed. So win-win for me. What I realized was that uh, I that the end of the world movies have become exponentially more produced. <laughs> so I looked up on Wikipedia the list of apocalyptic. Now this is just apocalyptic films. This is nothing else except for films. Guess how many apocalyptic yeah. films there were before 1950? Before 1950? Yes, before 1950. I'd say probably 25. Uh, okay. No, I'm gonna say single digits. Uh, I, I'm well okay, Do, but does it include things that are like radioactive monster, Trump's Manhattan, yes. or whatever? Okay, yeah, those, okay. it is. Um, I'm gonna go with uh sixty. Wow, the answer is four. Oh my gosh! Yay, I was close. Yeah, I was only close. fifteen times outside. You know, yeah, that's, I agree. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So before 1950, there were four movies, and then of course in 19 in the 1950s, this is a little history lesson. But something happened that was real important that changed everybody's mm. perspective about mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Right. There was this we... thing that happened in Manhattan. Right. And this blue That's... guy came out of this <laughs> nuclear <laughs> accident. Sans no. like, clothing. And... Somebody needs to get that guy a pair of britches. <laughs> get him some britches. Nah. But he was huh. a doctor, so. Yeah, no. so it was fine. Anyway, so people started getting really worried about getting exploded. Um, and so since that time, every decade since then has been a change of between 15 to 50 percent. And then over the last like it, like in the ramp up to the year 2012, we saw a huge number of I mean, just crazy so 2012. Hmm. Yeah. So 2012 what, what was like. What happened in in 2012? Well, we were supposed to all <laughs> die in 2012. That was what we were supposed to do. So there was all these movies about the end of the world, and we ended up having like, in the last decade, we had a jump from about 70 the decade, like in the 2000 to 2009, about 70, and then in 2010 to 2019, we had 109. So it was a massive shift. So anyway, everyone's been thinking about the end of the world. And now we are here in 2022, right? And we already have like 20 movies about the end of the world. So everyone's thinking about the end of the world. I don't know if it's as much as it used to be, but it's a lot. And so I thought, let's go ahead and pull out our lists and decide the best of the best. And we're going to play a little game tonight. A little game I like to call Apocalypto. Apocalypto. That cannot be on your list, Mel Gibson. Okay. <laughs> it's a game called Apocalypse Boggle. Apocalypse Boggle. 
Bogalopto. Apocalyptoggle. It, no, it's called, it's called Bogalipto. Bogalipto. It's called Bogalipto. It's the game. So Bogalipto is really easy. Bogalipto is that you get a point for every person who has a piece of art, media, book, uh, anime series about the end of the world. On their top 10 list, the goal is to come up with the best 10 end of the world pieces of art ever. You get a point for the person, for every person who has it on their list, and you get five points if nobody has it on their list and you're by yourself. Uh, I, I, I propose a slight change. You get a bonus point if the person who matches your selection matches in the same slot in your <gasps> top 10. Yes, Bogalipto. So, one for matching anywhere. So if you, you know, you give your number 10 item and if it matches anywhere on that person, you get a point per each person who, who matches. You get a bonus point if that person matches you in the same slot. One more Are thing. We, one more thing. Yeah. I think we should say that it counts if you put the book and somebody put the movie, for example. Yes. Oh, yes. If it's sure. the same story, no matter yeah. the, uh, the medium. Yes, Perfect. I agree with this. I love it. Let's okay. roll. All right. Coming in hot. At number 10, for me, is knowing uh, because of, um, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage. Because he's Nicolas Cage is in oh, yeah. That's a great book. Anything, great anything with Nicolas Cage is great. And that also, was really cool. That was a clever story, too. It really was. I just, I, I like the end of the world stories where things don't work out. I'm a little bit different than some of the rest of you guys. I really don't like horror movies, but I do like scary movies. Mm. And the and this to me is the kind of scare or fright that is more suspenseful. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this is a thriller. This wasn't a horror. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And so this is the kind of thing that I actually felt fear, but it didn't traumatize me. <laughs> <laughs> and and after it was done, I could let it go. So I, I really loved this story and the way it all came together. I thought it was amazing. Okay, so does anyone else have knowing, knowing. on their list? It is not on my list. The answer. We are shaking our heads. We are knowing. Not. Oh. No, <laughs> no, ing. Oh, it is too early in the yeah. show for that. Her I'm... first one off the list, and she gets five points. I'm ahead. Ding. I'm winning. Yep. All right, number nine coming in. Number nine. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Now you yeah. did your number ten. Yeah. We should should we rotate and do yeah. everyone's number ten? Yeah. Put okay. it out there. Yeah. See what All else right. you got. Well, you're the host, so who's gonna take the who's gonna take the torch? Okay, I will go with Matthew. All right. Uh, well, my number 10, I had to start with the classics and there were a lot of classic post-apocalyptic, uh, movies to choose from. I went with the entire planet of the apes franchise. Yes. Uh, You know, humans get wiped out and, and then you can, this is for both the classic series as well as the remake now, uh, which is one of the few remakes that actually did a pretty good job. I actually Uh, like the new trilogy a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. They did too. a much better job. It's it's mm-hmm. a slightly different uh, origin story or premise, uh, but I, I'll, I'll I'll go with it. Uh, I do not include in this the Marky Mark remake <laughs> movie. Uh, that one is just, we'll, we'll ignore that happened. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the original one was great. It's actually on my list. Um, oh, you got a match. You, you can't go wrong with Roddy McDowell. I'm sorry. Mm, he was a fantastic and there were so many great one-liners in that. Get mm-hmm. your paws off me, you damn dirty apes. The remake was beautiful, though. They did do a great job with the remakes of those and kind of putting a bigger backstory. Willow, does Planet of the Apes fall anywhere on your list? Man, it doesn't, although I thought about it. I did. I just am not deep into the, you know, Planet of the Apes. No, that's more. fair. That's fair. It's not on my list either. Daniel, where in your list does Planet of the Apes fall? Number nine. Oh, so oh, so, so I get close. one. You get, I get one just for one matching, point, but not Daniel enough. had to include it in his list. All right, thank you, Daniel. So do I get a point because I got a match? You do. You ha- do. I put I put it on. You got you got it. Oh, got oh it. that's a good point. All right. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I didn't even think of it that way. I just thought of like the person who was delivering. I like this idea. We are going to give Daniel a point also. Yes, excellent sir. excellent yeah matthew Wait, are, pass are the we torch. all keeping score i'm keeping score <laughs> i'm keeping score, I'm keeping we, me, score. Me and, yeah. willow's right. in the we'll, lead we'll she see, wants to keep score we'll see if our numbers match up at the end 
That's right. What about All you, right. da- Daniel? What's your 10? Number 10 is The Mist. Oh, oh. Yes. That's a great oh, one. That is fantastic. a really good one. So yeah. I actually... Um, so, of course, everybody who knows The Mist, uh, who has seen The Mist, uh, has has to have a, an opinion about the end of this of the story because uh the end of the story is not it's just oh. hard so if you haven't seen it i'm sorry but the end of it's, the, it, the end honestly of the, it's been a while who cares it's hard yeah i know but the end of the story the the ash the novella by stephen king which is really mm-hmm. where my love lies yeah. is not the same as it is as in the, the movie, movie. Yeah, yeah, and so um, it is always frustrating because that is actually one of my favorite novellas. And me and my brother, when I was young, used to um, – we actually recreated that as an audio drama. We were um, 14 and 10, and we did all of the sound effects ourselves. So, nice. Yeah, that's, that's, when you, that's when you learn the value of raw hamburger is when you're doing your own Foley mm. at the age of 14 <laughs> and 10. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, The Mist is awesome. I wish I had it on my list. I don't because I'm dumb, but that is fantastic. Great one. Uh, I also do not have The Mist on my list. <gasps> because you're missed, you're missed. Yes. It's not on, wow. not on my <laughs> list. <laughs> I got five points. All right, that brings Dan up to a total of six, and he is in the lead. lead. All All right. right. So then my number 10 is the film Contagion. All star cast. I I thought about putting on the movie Outbreak uh, because that for me was like the first disease ravages the world and the world is coming to an end kind of film. But they also like resolve the problem and everything's okay. Contagion, not everything is okay. And um, what I, there, there were so many gems in this film, but it's an all-star cast. It's an excellent story. You will, after watching this movie, avoid touching your face as much as you can. But up until they talk about that, you will have touched your face 78 times. Um, and, I, and I will never ride a public bus and touch the safety the bars. poles or anything like that. <laughs> or, um, uh, or Gwyneth Paltrow. I right. was going to say, or like... Just don't touch her. Yeah, just don't touch Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Paltrow. Like I'd ever get the chance to. Uh, I will not have an extramarital affair in Thailand and then eat pork. Okay? Yeah. Like, that's, just, that's just the plan. You can do one Act- or the other. Don't do them together. Actually. Not at the same time. No, the extramarital the same. affair occurred in Chicago, but... Okay, well... Uh, it's not like well, it matters. It doesn't matter because when am I going to go to Chicago? Anyway, so uh, Contagion Slot 10. So funny fact about that, you know, because it came out in 2011, but it had a resurgence in views in 2020. Why? What happened in 2020? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I realize I've only ever watched it once ever, Um, but I think it's a fantastic film and it's in my number 10. Did anyone else have Contagion? No. (laughs) Oh, oh, you know, I did. I absolutely had Contagion. That was actually my number nine. Ooh, I was so close. I was so I know, close. So close. I love so that's Contagion. A two. Matthew, did you have Contagion on your list? I did not, although I do love the movie. Okay, so at this point, Willow has six points, Matthew has one, Dan has six, and I have one. That's All correct. Right. So, so, so number nine. So we're jumping into okay. number nine. So, so yeah, my number nine is Contagion. So let's and my number roll. nine was you know Planet of the Apes. So perfect. So that perfect. leaves us. That leaves us. Uh, two of you. Yeah. Well, I, I think that right, means let's have Krebs go first this time. Okay, I like this idea. I love going first. Um, for number nine, I chose I Am Legend, and <gasps> this is. Oh, yes. I want to. I want to clarify on this too. I want to clarify on this. I Am Legend. The the movie and the book. Omega Man, the book. I, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Richard Ma- the Richard Matheson. I, mm-hmm. If you chose Omega Man, I would say that fits in here because that yep, was yep. based on the book I Am Legend and things like that. Um, the, this is one of those situations where the book and the movie are wildly different from each other, but they are both as standalone works of art. Excellent mm-hmm. things. I I love the Will Smith I Am Legend movie. I thought they did a phenomenal yeah. job. I cried yeah. in the movie theater. Yeah. Um, the alternate ending is ex- is is especially poignant to me. And the book I read the book after I saw the movie, and 
the book was phenomenal. The book was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And so if you haven't read it, it's it's much older than most of you listening to this show. Go read the book. The book is exceptional. The book is excellent. Well, and they did make Omega Man as a as a movie, and it actually starred Charleston Heston. So yeah, Charlton. Yep, you had Charlton Heston. So you can still watch that version of it as well. So I'm gonna have to. So here's something that you probably know, or maybe you don't, but that actually. There was an earlier version called The Last Man on Earth, which was yes. in 1964. Yeah. And that was also based on I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. And that starred Vincent Price. Mm -hmm. And it is 100% accurate to the book. Um, and it's phenomenal. It's a really so good. good movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, so if, if you have Omega Man, The Last Man on Earth, or I Am Legend, that's a match. I Am uh, Legend is my number six. Oh, my yeah. number, Ooh, my number four. Oh, and Willow, is it on your list? I think it, it is, is absolutely. <clears throat> it is number three. And when we get to my number three, I want to say why I am legend is number four. All well, right. I got, so I got a total all of three of us had that. Now. Yeah, that was that was. Gr oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Well, What's all four the, of us had it? So yes. Yeah, so then three. we get. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Yep. So I got three points on that one. So now uh, I and will got one point. Uh, uh, yeah, and everybody else got one point. All, all right, right, so. Wait, so that's your number I, nine. I thought all of us get three points. Uh, no, 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 no. The person who presents gets a point for every person matching. And oh, the but, person who matches we, gets one point. But I think, no, I think he's correct because we, okay. we would have had, yeah. because okay. we would have had on our list, we'd all have the same. I see, I see where this is going. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Okay. All right, so All right. my number nine uh, was a fun 80s movie called Night of the Comet. <gasps> oh, <laughs> that's a great movie. You know that one? Now, the reason that I picked this is that I went to high school on this – uh, this place that was up on a hill, a little bit above the uh, elevation of uh, the rest of the town and stuff. And I kept yeah. writing these fantasy stories about some airborne problem that killed everybody hmm. below a certain elevation. And so we were stranded at our school for a certain amount of time and we would have to find ways to survive. And uh, that was also where I learned archeries. They had an archery class there back huh. in the days when you could carry a weapon at school. And, uh, and so part it was of the education. Would involve me and the other archery guys trying to go through uh, old Fort Ord property for the deer there and bring them back to the school to cook them. But it was just this interesting idea of what happens when all the adults die, and uh, how do we, how do these, how are, what can these kids do to survive? Uh, and so I, I love that about Night of the Comet. Um, it's an '80s movie. The Earth passes through the tail of a comet, and everybody who is not inside of a steel enclosure uh, immediately turns to dust and they die. Uh, oh. Except for some people who were partially protected, and they basically turn into homicidal zombies. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. it. Okay, great. So nobody else had none of the comet? Nope. No. But Yay. I will say this. Got it. Fun fact, funny fact nice about work. that. I watched that movie. And I was terrified any time I heard no news about a comet passing. <laughs> so true. So true. As a kid. Yeah. So, all right. He gets five points on that one. Yes, he right. does. And what that does is it causes a three-way tie between Willow, Matai, and Dan. Well, we all right. That, that puts us at number eight. And mine is The Walking Dead seasons one through three. Mm. Eh. Good call. Good call. I I just think I personally I just think um as far as like um attention to detail when it comes to uh showing what the end of the world would actually be like as far as factions amongst humans mm -hmm. I love the concept of having to deal with both um like fantastical antagonists as well as human antagonists right like cuz you really have to deal with both um, and then I actually just think that those first three seasons are really, really good. And then it just kind of starts, you know, rolling out. Yeah, you totally nailed it for me. Uh, we've had this conversation on the show before. If I were talking to someone who had never seen it and they were into that kind of genre or they were open to it, I would say bare minimum, watch season one because season one is a freaking masterpiece. So good. It is. Season one is so good. If you're going to go beyond season one, watch seasons two and three. And then after that point, if you want to stop, you can stop. But the first three seasons 
are a are an incredible story. And my favorite little like piece of trivia around that is uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of Walking Dead, was talking about the show, and he's like, the title does not refer to the to the undead walking around; it refers to the survivors. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so good. And every that's time, awesome. every time you, you absolutely described why the show was so great. The show is not about the zombies. The zombies are just a, uh, they're just a mechanic, right? They're just, they're mm-hmm. just a medium by which to tell the story. The show is not about zombies. The show is about survivors. That, so that is The Walking Dead is number eight on my list. Number but I think, it sounds, list. I think it sounds like it's on somebody else's list. Uh, I have it at number six. Ooh. So that's one. Number six. Not me. Nope. Not me. All right. So So Willow and Krebs get one. So currently I have the scores at Willow 10, Matt 9, Dan 9, and Krebs 5. That's right. That's what I got. My number eight was Red Dawn. Ooh, oh, the yeah. original Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, um, Jennifer Grey. I mean, just every 80s teen star ever. Powers Booth was in it. Um, anyway, just this whole idea that because these kids were in a rural high school, they were able to escape. But they're, and, and it's definitely a cheesy, cheesy movie. High schoolers fighting a trained army. But there was a there was a there was a great deal of political commentary that i think you could pull out of that movie too um the idea that there was this pride or hubris that americans could say well no one's ever invaded our country this could never happen <clears throat> look up the war of 1812 um this could never <laughs> happen to us uh and then it it, it does. And it was just people couldn't get their minds around. There's also a part there where the the communist uh, Russian-Cuban alliance comes in there and he walks into the store and says, or, or to the city hall and whatever, and says, these Americans are required to register their weapons. So go pull up the registration. We're going to go house by house to all of those places and confiscate their weapons or kill them. And uh, one of the store owners burned his records and sent all his guns to uh, with these kids so they could go hide out in the in the forest and they execute him for it. Ooh. And it's just you know, there's a number of things in there that are just like, you know, this ought to make you pause and think. And it certainly did that for me. This is not a masterpiece of cinema by any means, <laughs> but I loved that it made me think. And the reason that I like post-apocalyptic movies is it forces people to be resourceful, people who wouldn't ever have had to do this before you've got these teenagers and they've got to find out how to survive and what little things they've picked up along the way that's what did this for me one last thing um they did a remake hated it i was watching some cheesy movies on streaming one day and there's an australian remake of this where pretty much the same thing happens not nearly done quite as well but it's cool listening to the accents australian remake of red dawn is called mad max (laughs) (laughs) exactly and then i definitely uh, don't have my list so we're good there yeah anybody else have it no no all right that's five points all right so i guess all right matthew takes the lead my number eight is war of the worlds oh Oh, good one good one I mean, uh, you yeah, know, besides the fact that Orson Welles and, you know, his audio cast put that audio <laughs> on that literally had everyone panicking in the streets yes. uh, over Halloween. Um, and though I am not a Tom Cruise fan, that was still a great movie that he yes. starred in. Great special effects and definitely did a fantastic job. There needs to be a lot more credit given to H.G. Wells. Um, oh, yeah. and when you go back and read his science fiction today, it is definitely dated, but the ideas are still just as innovative today over 100 years later. Yeah. Yeah, so fantastic story uh, and movie in itself. So that's my number eight. All right. Uh, who has War of the Worlds in their list? Not I, said the Krebs I, man. Not I. Do I. Not. No. And Daniel ties <laughs> Matai with a five point gain. My number eight <clears throat> is World War Z. Ooh. That is that's on my list. Now that's again, too. Uh, again, I want to make clear that 
Uh, I am speaking of both the film with Brad Pitt and the book by Mel Brooks's son, Max Brooks. I had to Max think about Brooks, it for a second. Yeah. Uh, Are the... they seriously related? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's his Mel son. Brooks. I did not know yep. that. Max yeah. Brooks is Mel Brooks' son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I realize a lot of people are not huge fans of World War Z, and I think it's largely because it is so different from the book. In fact, the movie and the book only share two things in common. One is the title, and the other is the statement of Israeli parliamentary practice of if everyone if everyone in parliament agrees, then the last person to vote is required to disagree and propose an alternative solution or an alternative view. Uh, those are the only two things between the book and the movie that are the same. Everything else is, is, is completely and wildly different. The biggest problem between the two, I mean, the book is all first person. And it's a retelling of events. And, and it's multiple journals. It's multiple yeah, perspectives. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, multiple perspectives. It's the literary equivalent of found footage. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It's um, fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, and to that point, I think the book by itself is excellent. And I think yes. World War Z, the film by itself, is super awesome. Like, I actually yeah, really like so it. So much fun. Really yeah. like yeah. it. So, yes, World War Z. Now, it look, I, I think I had a couple matches in there. I think so, yeah. I, I did. My I number, did. My number seven. My oh, I had Whoa. eight. I had at eight. Wait oh. a second. Was it your seven as well, Daniel? Yeah. Then so you, you and I get, get bonus point. You get an extra yes. point. That's right. So All Matt right. and Dan get three points. Yes. While I only get two. Willow's number seven. What was your number, number seven? Number seven is The Road. Oh, The Road. That's a good one. I, I considered that one, but didn't pick it. I do not have that one. Oh, uh, why did you, why did you pick the road, Willow? Um, the road is phenomenal. I actually chose the book rather than the movie. Um, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't even lie. Um, but the book is really, really good. The um, the actual Mark, Cormac McCarthy is a brilliant writer, mm-hmm. and um, the book's narrative is phenomenal, and um, it's just amazing. Like it's just a really fantastic. A uh, story about the care uh, uh, about male male relationships, which I love. Um, I don't think there are enough stories like that, and I think um, that also it's terrifying. Like it's mm-hmm. totally scary. Yes, uh, just a wonderful like. It's not even zo- it's not zombies, right? It's really cannibals. The end of the world. The end of the food supply. It really is chain. the end of the world, though. It's just, yeah, it's it's really just a really great book. Uh, the film is one of the most faithful recreations of like book to movie that I've ever seen in my life. It is extremely really? faithful. Watch the movie. Uh, who has the road on their list? Not I. Not me. No. Don't. Oh, Willow scoops up a fiver. That's and right. I know our my number seven and Matai's number seven are in World War Z. So you've already presented it. And yep. so my number seven, my number seven is The Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Dang yeah. I, that was one of my honorable mentions. Yes. Ooh, do we get, I, I don't know. I don't think we get points for honorable mentions. No, I think it has no. to be on the 10. Um, yep, it's but my 10. Edge of Tomorrow is uh, an incredibly well-crafted film. It, it's Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, both of them at some pretty high levels of excellence. Uh, and... It was one of those films where it's like, how do you solve this problem? And it's it's Groundhog Day with exosuits and machine guns, and I love everything about it. Anyone yeah. else have Edge of Tomorrow? Nope. No. Nope. Oh my gosh, I finally get a fiver. Yeah, nice. All right. I have at six. I have Don't Look Up. Okay, that was my honorable mention, but I think Don't Look Up is an exceptional recent. Yeah, uh, end of the world. Last year, and it's fantastic. I just like movies. I just like movies where the end of the world is just really the end. Like, it's the end, and that's a that's a really good one. I went I went and watched another movie called um, uh, "Looking for a Friend for the End of the Earth" or mm-hmm. something like that with yep. Steve Carell yep. and um, you know what's her face? Keira Knightley. Yeah, Keira Knightley. Exactly. Teeth. Anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah, this is fine. But you know what? I'd rather watch Don't Look Up because it's funny and satirical and also it all ends. I love it. Yes. Well done. Well done. Yes. Any any other Don't Look Ups? No, I don't think so. I think you you, uh, swept that one. I win. Number six was I Am Legend. So that's already been brought up. My six. My six was Walking Dead. 
and my six was The Postman. Oh! This was a movie starring Kevin Costner. It was yes. also a book by David Brin. And David Brin is the reason that I got into this. He used to publish short stories in Asimov Science Fiction Magazine, and I would read them there, and I got so excited about it. So when it came out in a book form and later on in a movie, I had to go see it. The movie is somewhat disappointing. But the uh, if you've read the books uh, or the stories ahead of time, there is so much more about everything I love of post-apocalyptic movies in the, the stories. It was fantastic. Nice. That's awesome. Anybody have the postman? I did not. No, no. Although that was definitely rolling around on the list, right? Like that's a really good choice. Yeah. Excellent. Well done. Okay. So that, that brings us to our top five. That's right. Now we're we're in the top top five five now. So hopefully we have some crossover, but we may not. I chose Shaun of the Dead. Oh, it's <laughs> a great one, but it's, I know. it's not on my list. I it, you can see my list is all full of zombies, but <laughs> I know I love like Shot of the Dead. It's such a good movie. Like it's, I love it. it's scary. It's hilarious. It's just there. It's it's so great. What are you gonna do at the end of the world? You're gonna go to the Winchester. You're gonna right. get a pint. You're gonna listen to some queen i mean like that's what you're gonna do that's and what you're it's gonna probably do. the only zombie movie you will ever see where you can actually defeat zombies with vinyl records yeah, yeah. well kind of <laughs> well except maybe dead alive i think dead alive does something like that although they do it with the lawnmower as well and that was pretty great yeah <laughs> all right so shauna the dead blaming gingers for the end of the world who had that on their list none uh, none. yes Ooh, swept it oh, all right so since I haven't gone for a while, my number five is Waterworld. Oh, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? The most Come expensive, <laughs> the most Kevin expensive Costner cinematic flop tons of all time. Money. It bombed itself. <laughs> now, now wait a second. These are movies you like? You like? Yes. <laughs> hang I on, hang on. Like listen Waterworld. to them. <laughs> Come on. You got Dennis Hopper as the bad guy. You can never go wrong, even when you have a bus going that needs to go over 55 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as crazy as it is, it, it was cool. It was interesting to see an end of the world situation where there's no land and dry land is like this mystical place. And you have this sort of mer guy. Um, it, it was <laughs> it's kind of what got me into like through the doors of like starting to like post-apocalyptic film so yeah so okay. it is on my list for that reason wow i think that you're i think you're alone i'm gonna say it that i'm sure i am i think i think i got five you're points alone now. <laughs> alone now you are alone now. i am uh, alone now it's okay Waterworld was a greater financial failure than crawl Woo! <laughs> know what? it still makes money it still has a, a, a an event at you know yep, uh, that's true that's true at universal studios so as crappy as it was people still go to see that so i think that means dan gets five points yes Yes. he does matai what's your number five all right my number five is space battleship yamato what it was known it's an anime uh it was known as star blazers when it first came over here and little matthew krebs in 1981 82 could not get home from school fast enough to watch (laughs) star blazers they have since continued to remake and this it's quite a series in japan uh while i was in japan i bought a novelization of one of the series and it was it was it was i that was my Japanese practice, Japanese language practice each day, but they've remade the cartoon with modern animation. It looks fantastic. They also, in Japan, they also made a live action movie of this that looks amazing. They, they, Kind of messed up the enemy aliens, but uh, if you're not familiar with the Star Blazers or Space Battleship Yamato, um, the Earth is poisoned by radiation bombs that are coming from space. They resurrect this old destroyer, uh, World War II era, called Yamato, which is also the old name for Japan itself. So it's kind of the spirit of Japan. They retrofit it as a spaceship. They get this distress call from uh, outer space. 
this, there's, there's an alien race out there that wants to help save the Earth from the evil Gamelons. And they said if they can get to the planet, they will give them some radiation curing technology. So they have to get to that planet and back to Earth in less than a year or else, because at that point the radiation levels is too high and the entire Earth will die. Uh, oh. And they have this wave motion engine that allows them to warp, but they can also use the energy as a weapon with their wave motion gun. And oh. it is just... Oh, I just get chills. It is a very fun show with a lot of surprisingly adult oriented concepts, not sexy times, but making you think about the implications of war and all that kind of stuff. So I've, I've talked too long on this, but I love Space Battleship <laughs> Yamato. Uh, pretty awesome. certain you just got five points. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. No one has that one. <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Excellent. That sounds really interesting, though. That was an excellent choice, Matai. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, my number five is Cloverfield. Oh. Uh, now, I realize, especially what I said about Red Dawn, I realize this is about a, a kaiju event in New York. So it's it's kind of like in America. But uh, the original premise for Cloverfield and actually like the way that there was so much about the way that they marketed this film and the way that they like leaked certain pieces of information. And, the, and that was so brilliant. But anyway, um, it ends up that the kaiju that we see in the film is an infant. Uh, and you, there's a point in the movie where you can actually see where the egg lands in the ocean, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, all of uh, – and then there was also the Cloverfield Paradox, which I was not a fan of. But Cloverfield Lane and uh, Cloverfield, I loved where the direction this movie was going, and it was going to be a whole world calamity. Uh, so I, I figured it was acceptable for this list. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Was Ten Cloverfield Lane the one with John Goodman in a bomb? Yes, shoot? yes, yes. That was Ten Cloverfield Lane, and it's in the same universe. It's 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 after that event. They even made some choices during the filming of Cloverfield that made it more terrifying than originally intended. Mm. Um, but we can talk about that another time. So Cloverfield <laughs> is my number five. Does that appear on anyone else's list? Does not. Not on mine. No. Hot. Excellent. And now we move to number, number four. four. No, my mom, yeah, my number four is um, actually Mad Max. And I'll take any of the Mad Max movies. So if you have Fury Road, which is on like all of the big lists, that counts. My favorite is Beyond Thunderdome. I'm going to stand by that. You should. And I don't care if you don't like it. Willow, we don't need another hero. <laughs> we don't need to find the way home. That's right. Is that exactly how we played that joke last time? It's not on my list, so we're good. Yeah. Nobody has Mad Max on your list at all. No. I left it off because I knew it would be on yours. I didn't knew I didn't I did not know we'd be keeping points. I love it. I I watched it again. I watched it again in preparation for tonight, and it still makes me cry every time Mm -hmm. that Beyond Thunderdome when she talks about Captain Walker and they've been sitting there, little kids and the babies waiting for anyway. Very sad. That's brilliant. Well chosen, Willow. Yes. Uh, Daniel, number four. Reign of Fire. <gasps> I oh. love Reign of Fire. You can't go wrong with dragons, Matthew McConaughey, and Christian Bell, and Gerard Butler. That was an honorable mention of mine. The only thing bad about that entire film is the fact that it's a wyvern and not a dragon. But that's okay. It, it, it's a wyvern. Yeah, oh, Irvin, whatever, however you pronounce it. I know, I know. That's how Ginger's pronounce it. That, that's awesome. That's just how crappy that it is, because it's not really a dragon. We just shouldn't call it a, the correct way. Um, dragons have four legs and wings, not weird. You're not wrong. Appendage. You're not wrong. But yeah. their um, depiction of a wyvern was beautiful and incredible. Yes, it was done really <laughs> well. It's kind of weird that there's only one male, but you know, maybe he, he's just he's he's a polygamist. You know, he's got tons of wives that he runs around with and Fine. and making babies. But uh, great film. I got flashbacks yeah. of Monster Hunter watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. Take down the Rathalos. Um, yeah. Uh, that's an excellent choice, by the way. But And yes. I love that movie. In fact, I think that movie is woefully underappreciated. But I must admit, yes. I did not put it on my list because I didn't, uh. even th- I didn't even think of it. I wish I had. I love that movie. So it's not on my yes. list. Anybody else? Nope. Nope. None. Oh, oh my it. gosh. I'm just going to keep racking up the points then. I might really go for are. a sweep on this last five. Uh, you might. You might. Well, you and I are tied, but Willow's in the lead. Yeah, Willow's in the lead and... Matt and Dan have 
So Willow's in the lead at 30. Matt and Dan have 27. And Krebs, this guy, has the lowly <laughs> 17. Little do my co-hosts know we're doing this golf style. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, All right. Uh, Matai, number four. Uh, yep. we, I am legend. We'd already talked about that before. Yep. Um, I'm, I might All mention right. it again when we get to number three. Okay, sounds good. And my number four is A Quiet Place. Mm. And Why that, did that I not put that in my list? Oh that includes my one and two because they are both phenomenal films. Yeah. Incredibly well-crafted. The storytelling oh. is on point. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are freaking brilliant. And I cry every time I watch this movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually, that was one of the things as, as I'm making a mental list, I've been thinking about this all day and that was on my list. I don't know why I didn't write it down <laughs> when it came time. Oh my word. Yes. Excellent choice. I applaud you. So who, and so nobody else had a quiet place. Nope. No. All, all right. right. We're on to number three. These are the top three. Right. Top I've heard three. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, double points. Double Woo! points for the top three. All right. Really? All, All right. right. Go. Go big or go home. You're my just going to number... lose by more. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the num- my number three is I Am Legend, which we already got points for, so okay. I get no points this round. Okay. We won't do double points. You're right. That kind of skews the system. No double points. All right. So number three for you is I Am Legend. Dan. Love and Monsters. <gasps> oh, mm. that's a great choice. It's a great film. It's funny. It's silly. But you I mean, there's tons of monsters. Um, they pitched it like making it like it was a love story at the end of the world, but I really liked at the end how the guy just like doesn't need the girl. He realizes he had his own family and goes back, you know, because I mean, he's this guy that like at the very beginning of the film, he almost gets eaten. It's it's you know? in my queue to watch, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, oh, so it's great. <sighs> Spoilers. So, We've got to start saying spoiler, guys. No, it, uh, it's, it's love and great. monsters. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but it is—it's a great film, and I really enjoyed every minute of it. Dan, that yeah. was a great choice, and I don't know—I I don't know about you, but I feel like that movie came out at just the right time. Like it oh, was yeah. just—it was—I loved that film. It was so. Well, cool. and the intro is is great. How oh, yeah. they do the world? Exp- yeah, they kind of give you an info dump of information, but it's all done in like cartoon drawing style, which is just funny the way they do it. It's great. Uh, it is not on my list. Not on my list. Uh, so Daniel takes it. Dan pulls ahead with 32 points. Sweet. Right. Matai, you're number three. Oh, this is what I've been waiting to get to the entire time. The Book of Eli. Starring oh, Denzel oh, Washington. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And yeah. I had this just one step above I Am Legend. And the two of them, I feel, share a lot of parallels. They do. And yeah. the the main thing is the Book of Eli is not the movie you think it is. That's right. When you reach the end, it is a masterclass in subverting expectations and having a twist that would make M. Night Shyamalan blush. I'm so excited <laughs> to watch this. I've never seen this. It okay, no is, spoilers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying it. I do not want to spoil this movie because the twist is so beautiful. Um, the, and then with I Am Legend, you're watching that all along and he's fighting monsters. But the point, and because the book was written several decades ago, I'm going to spoil this part. Um, yeah. The the point of the whole thing was that this doctor who's been trying, who's been killing all these monsters, he's the monster. Mm-hmm. I am legend. That's what the whole title means. And that whole thing where you're relating to the human and then you're realizing the human's the bad guy in this story is, yeah. is, uh, that's not the same thing in the book of Eli, but it's similar in that it subverts expectations and is a twist that completely changes the way that the movie looks. The book of Eli is like that. And it just, it's faith affirming as well as being a thriller of a post-apocalyptic movie. I wish I had thought of that, but like, because you're absolutely right. Great selection. It is not on my list. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, Nope. And Matthew ties for first. My number three is a book that Matai got me into called One Second After. (laughs) 
One Second After by William R. Forster. And I've mentioned this book on the show before. The concept is... Uh, it is it is modern day America. People are going about their lives. You have this history professor who's the main character. He teaches at a at a local college at a state university, and one day he's at like the local CVS, and all of a sudden the power goes out, and as people begin to re uh, people begin to realize it's much bigger than they thought it was, and. It's not just in their local area. It has spread far beyond, and the power is not coming back on, possibly ever. And uh, people descend into barbarism, and you end up with, like, human factions. It's very much like why we like The Walking Dead so much. Uh Um, But one of my favorite aspects of the book is that this history professor, this professor of American history specifically, has many moments in the book where they're faced with some problem, and he's talking to a committee who's trying to make a decision, and he says, you know, back in the 1700s or the 1800s or back with the Founding Fathers, this is what they faced, and this is what they discussed, and this is how they had to solve the problem. And it talks about, like, rule of law, and how do you give how do you get resources to where they belong? How do you form an army? How do you how do you defend your borders? It's it's things like that. It's an incredibly well done book, and it's based on a real scenario that could happen. It's huh. in the binder of scenarios in the White House. Huh. Uh, it is so. This book really forced me to think because yeah, you'll understand if you read this book. So one second after by William R. Forstchen. There cool. are a series of, and it's a series of books. I think it's a trilogy like now. One year after. And it, it, it it's like, it's one second after one minute after and one year after. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and they are all really good. Uh, I got to echo what, what Krebs said. This thing really made me think and contemplate my reliance on electronics and electricity. Cool. Yes. Yes. So anybody have this on their list, Matai? Oh, yes, Uh-oh. I do. It yes. is oh. my number one on my I list. I stole your is number once one. You stole my number one because this thing, out of everything, this actually had a real-life effect on me and my desire yes. to be self-reliant and be prepared oh. for yes. emergencies like, I don't know, a global pandemic or something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So excellent. I'm glad I could steal your thunder. Uh, Willow, that, that brings us to your number two. Well, so Josh, oh, my number so, two. so Krebs and I both get one point. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, you and I get one point. Okay, my number two is The Stand, 1980, oh, nice. 1994. 1994. Yeah, specifically the 94 version. But I suppose if you have The Stand, the new one, or The Stand, the book, that will be fine. I do think that the 94th version is the quintessential apocalyptic film. I think that it covers everything that you would need to or want to imagine bad happening when the world ends. And I think it's brilliant. I watch it probably every six months. Uh, Molly Molly Ringwald plus Crowded Houses. Don't dream it's over. Oh, yeah. Now I have to watch it. No, no, no. Yep. What's what's really amazing? The real the real thing that's amazing about this movie is the first ten minutes, and they play "Don't Fear the Reaper," mm. and it's the most galvanizing intro to any movie, film, mini series ever. I just it's so amazing that sometimes I just go and listen to "Don't Fear the Reaper" and just imagine the beginning. Because I love it so much. Like, those yeah. two things are synonymous in my mind. Anyway, I just love it. I, I think it's so well done. Excellent. Excellent choice. Uh, it, it was one of my honorable mentions. It is not on my list. Ooh. I think Me neither. Oh, Not- and Willow takes the lead. Ooh. Dan. Dan, what's your number two? Number two, 2012. Oh, Josh yeah. <laughs> you just can't go wrong with that. I Everything- like it. And Woody Harrelson gets blown up by the Yellowstone volcano. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a good movie. And neither, I mean, one of the really cool things about that book, you know, John Cusack, he's the main character. He, he's an author that wrote one book. It didn't do really well. But that book survives the apocalypse because, you know, uh, the one guy, oh, I can't remember his name, but he plays, what's his Shemuita name? Doctor. Yeah. Uh, he happens to have that book on him and he's reading it at the time and he gets on the special ship that saves everyone um, and that now becomes part of the new literature for the, yeah. the, the world. <sighs> Spoilers, Dan. You know what? 
it's been around for over a, decade. a decade. It's been around for a decade. If you haven't watched it by now, it's time to go eat a spoiled yeah. Twinkie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler Twinkie. Anyways, uh, it's, it's just a great film. I mean, I love John Cusack. He's a great actor. Oh, but yeah. In this love film, him. it was, I mean, he's a limo driver and he, he, the world is falling apart around him is he's trying to save his family his kids even his ex-wife and it's it's just a fantastic film love it uh 2012 was not on my list me neither neither did i hide and five points go to dan wait matai-san number two number two for me was the tv series jericho which later became a comic book series as well because nbc didn't know the treasure that they had Right. Uh, it's got Skeet Ulrich, Gerald McRaney, um, a number of other famous actors that that you would recognize. But basically uh, a number of homemade, no, not homemade, but uh, small yield nuclear bombs go off in several major cities uh, around the country. And uh, the entire United States government collapses. And little Jericho, Kansas, a little town in, in Kansas, um, this is the story of how they end up surviving. The lights go out, you know, the infrastructure breaks down. Um, they have wars with neighboring towns. They open up trade with other towns. And you've got small town politics and all these little people that are trying to, I don't want to say little people, all these people from the small town trying to figure out how do they survive without supplies, without, you know, there's no supply chain. I mean, we look at the things we're living in now. And again, this is a somewhat prophetic series, mm-hmm. uh, but I this is why I love post-apocalypse stuff. What do you do when the stuff hits the fan and all you're left with is what you've got in your pockets, basically Mm. what you've got in your closets, what you've got on the store shelves. And I, it was a, it was a well written series. Uh, NBC canceled it. The fans went crazy and they brought it Mm -hmm. back for another season. And so it has a satisfying end, but there's more to the story that was carried on. And they, ended up converting that to uh, to comic book media so that people could see where the rest of the story was going to go. Uh, and it's it's wonderful. Excellent choice. Jericho awesome. is a fantastic show. It is not on my list. None of mine. Not mine. And Matthew scores five. Nice. And uh, my number two, and I'll be honest with you, this is one of the few um, stories that genuinely terrifies me. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Now, and and this refers to the uh, original 1955 version. There's a version yeah. in the 1970s with Donald Sutherland. They've actually remade this movie about nine times, including in the 90s, you had uh, Body Snatcher. Actually, in the 80s, you had Body Snatchers. In the 90s, you had Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, in the early 2000s, you had The Invasion. Uh, there, with the, Daniel you, Craig. With Daniel Craig. There's one yeah. called Puppet Masters, plural. Uh, And there are other movies that are very much like that. The concept is that you have a group of alien invaders who can uh, take the exact form of an existing human and replace them in the population. And the thing that scares me about this movie, besides the fact that there's always that suspense, that thriller aspect of like when the hero leaves the room and can no longer keep their eyes on someone that they trust, and then they come back sometime later. Is that the same person or is that a replicant, right? Uh, It's that sort of, or is it a pod person is what they say, right? Uh, For me, the scariest, uh, the the 50s version in the end, the hero, oh, okay, it's the 50s version, okay? I ain't got tears for you. Uh, The, in the end, the hero doesn't win and he's all alone and that's terrifying. In the Mm -hmm. 70s version, uh, Donald Sutherland and the chick of the flick get separated. She uh, is able to save herself. She sees him walking about in town later after they've had some time of separation. And she's so happy to see him, but she has to hide her emotions. And then finally she she thinks maybe he's still human too. And so she reveals that she's human. And then he lets out this horrifying alien cry because he's a pod person, right? Yeah. And then Cherry on Top, I know I'm taking a lot of time, but Cherry on Top in the 90s, the one, the the version that really scared me was the humans that we've been following the whole film. They do get away, but there's an alien on the on the radio and it says, where are you going to go? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. Ooh. And I was like, that was the end of the movie. And and it honestly 
chilled me to the bone when I heard that because it was because it was truth. Uh, yeah. So yeah, invasion of the body snatchers in all of its forms, pod people, all that stuff. Number two, anybody? Not no. me. No. All right, Got I don't. It. I don't. I don't lose terribly, but you know, here we go. All right, so now that brings us to our number ones. Matthew oh, already had his number one yeah, spoiled. Yeah, you swiped mine. Willow, yeah, what's numero after. uno? Mine is Terminator 2. Uh, Excellent and we'll, choice. We'll go ahead and, and pull in any Terminators, but uh, it's just, I don't know, quintessential. Uh, that, I don't know. So it's all about keeping the end of the world from coming, but we see so much about the end of the world. Like, it. Mm-hmm. It, it's all about the end and, and keeping and keeping us from the end. Plus, I just think it's a really, really great movie. I just love Terminator 2. It's I one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, it's so To this good. day. James Cameron is is really amazing. I, I considered, I considered putting T2 specifically on my list uh, and the Terminators in general. I do enjoy them, but they did not make my list. Did not make mine either. Mm. Not my top 10, at least. So good. Such a good movie. And Willow pulls ahead with... A total of 40. Now, now it's a really tight race for three of us. It's 40 to 37 to 38, and I bring up the caboose at 28. So I'm not winning this. So what's, what is your number one? Uh, then I'll drop mine, since we already know ties. <laughs> My number one, I realize we, we're not doing video games for this list. However, this is about to be released as a series on HBO. The Last of Us. Nice. The Last of Us is by far the deepest human emotional experience I've been able to have concerning the end of the world. Uh, The last of us one was released on PS three a year later. It came out on PS four and it's remastered version. And next month in September of this year, it will come out with a PS five version, but they've rebuilt it from the ground up. And it's not just like a reskin. They've actually redone animations. It's the same story. It's the same story beats and all that, but they've redone everything visual and audio and every they've they've rebuilt it it is phenomenal the last of us 2 a lot of there there was a lot of controversy over that because people were unhappy with the direction the story took i was not one of those people that that game that video game made me ugly cry it made me cry four times in the first 3 hours i was playing that game uh this game has a real emotional thread for me and i think the last of us is a phenomenal human experience if you're willing to play it or at least watch it be played mm, that is that's real that's really compelling i'm gonna go and check it out that sounds awesome we should hang out yeah we should. so it's not on anyone else's list i know it's not on mine no and we definitely oh. know it's not on I will, the time i will take my yet. five points and sit still that's right. All right. So, All right, Dan. My final one has probably one of the greatest soundtracks I've ever heard. Crawl? It has Andrew's <laughs> Elba, giant kaijus, because it's Pacific Rim. And you cannot go wrong with Jaegers and kaiju and awesome guitar riffs. You know, this one really surprises me because I thought you were going to choose a good movie. Oh. You wonder what? Whether you think it's good or not. It's still better because you've been talking about Kroll for almost 40 years. <laughs> fair game, fair game. Uh, um, Pacific Rim, I didn't even consider that one, but I I could see that I, as like an end of the world type movie. I mean, no, it's, it's very, it was really overshadowed by the Asylum's Atlantic Rim. I think that was probably the better. Yeah. Far superior, oh, he Rim. says tongue in cheek. That one was like watching a... Uh, Oh man, uh, I I won't say it. That that's just bad. bad yeah, we're, you're you're not gonna. Say it was that. like a hemorrhoid commercial. Um, no, Pacific Rim was great. Uh, I enjoyed it. The sequel was bad. Was not as good. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed Pacific Rim. The the guitar riffs, the storyline, the idea that there's this rift that opens up in the ocean and these giant kaiju come out and start destroying the world. And they can't find a way to stop them because they keep getting bigger and better and stronger. Mm. Um, it was just, it was a fun ride. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with you. It's a, I, for me, it's fun. a fun movie. And and I think it's, yeah. I, I didn't even think to put it on the list. That was, that was a good choice. Anybody yeah. else have Pacific Rim? I guess not since he's the last no. one. Yeah. All right. So I have the totals and I'm, I'm going to hopefully have the same numbers you guys have. But in last place, is this guy <laughs> <laughs> what has two thumbs and not but, enough points but not by much 
but not by much. Well, not, not by a terrible it, amount. I meant thirty three. I meant thirty three. One standard deviation. That, yeah. that was the right amount of nerd to bring to this show. <laughs> yes. And above me, as always, is my brother at third place with thirty seven points. Ooh. Does that? Ooh. 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 Yeah, now, but 37 is close enough. Oh, yeah. Thir- okay. Maybe I was off. Uh, in second place is our dear hostess, Willow, at 40. Ooh. And Dan right. takes the cake, which is not a lie, at 43. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, folks. So that is our end of the world episode. Uh, giving you plenty of amazing films or tv series uh to watch uh, and anime and anime (laughs) to tickle your end of the world fancy um if there are other uh movies that we didn't mention that you want to uh send our way you know shoot us an email uh go to dungeoncrawlersradio.com you can click on the little uh, envelope and send us an email or you can email us at info at dungeoncrawlersradio.com or find us on social media uh same way dungeoncrawlersradio.com Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Wow, I'm just throwing the dot .com out there. Uh, let us know what your favorite end-of-the-world book, TV series, or movie is, because we would love to hear from you. And not only that, we may mention some of these, just you know, and mention who sent those in. So with that said, we will be back next time, because there's nothing going to end this world. It is DCR, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, Daniel. What? So... An eclipse happens when the Earth is between the sun and the moon. What's it called when the sun is between the Earth and the moon? Apocalypse. 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 It's it's okay if you don't know what the meaning of apocalypse is. It's not like it's the end of the world or anything. (laughs) I know, I know. I keep making end of the world jokes like there's no tomorrow. Oh, dang. Oh, It's a three hitter. Uh. I hate to say this, but there might be an end for tomorrow for Matai. Uh, <laughs> and with that, the last episode of Matai hosts, uh, whether or not your top 10 matches our top 10, always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always. 